Alright guys, we are back today uh, with peeling back the fourth wall. Um, so me and Aurora are here. Again, Aurora is the two-year-old dachshund uh, on the cover art of this um, of this podcast. And so uh, Aurora is a huge, huge Harry Potter fan. And uh, she wanted to do some other content. She was chatting with me last night and said that uh, she came up with a really cool idea. So I wanted to run with it today. Um, we are doing the what-if scenario of what if Snape couldn't kill Albus Dumbledore, okay? So, um, for those of you who are Harry Potter fans, I don't have enough time to give the entire backstory here. I uh, would just say that there's definitely something wrong with you, and um, you need to watch the Harry Potter films. Um, even if you don't like them, um, I don't understand how you can't appreciate the films. So, anyway, um, what we'll do is we will... We will get into it here. Um, I will do some backstories and things, even for Harry Potter fans who might not remember some of the different content and pieces that uh, lay into place how this plays out. But um, cool, let's get let's get right into it. So, um, Professor Snape, um, you know, he was he did the Unbreakable Vow. All right, so Professor Snape did the Unbreakable Vow. He um, could not break it without dying of helping Draco to kill Dumbledore. Now what what happens is we'll we will move to the scene where everything stays the same in the entire Harry Potter mythos until you get to the scene in the astronomy tower where Snape, you know, kills Dumbledore. So all right, let's get let's get to that scene. Let's think about it here. And Snape would cast the Avada Kedavra curse. He would cast it. However, he would target Bellatrix with it. Okay, so Bellatrix, who wouldn't be guarded, um, would then uh, be killed. Okay, so Bellatrix would be killed by the Avada Kedavra curse from Professor Snape. Draco would, you know, begin to run away. Um, <clears throat> Dumbledore would rush to his wand, seeing that things didn't go how he planned. Um, he would get to it because Greyback and the other Death Eaters that were there would flee, you know, seeing Bellatrix be killed. Uh-oh, like, we're in trouble here. You know, our strongest one's, uh, you know, dead. So um, they would flee. They would run down the stairs, okay? Um, we never got to see what the Unbreakable Vow did. In the movies, um, I don't know if there's a place in the books where you know you actually see what happens for the Unbreakable Vow, but you never got to see how it actually killed anyone. Okay, and I think this is a really, really cool opportunity to see how the Unbreakable Vow would actually kill someone. So, um, stay with me here. Um, we've got everybody kind of running away. Dumbledore is um, standing there with his wand. Harry's standing there. Um, Draco's left and. Snape has his wand in his hand, turned to the stairs as the rest of the Death Eaters leave. He is somewhat immobilized in a sense, okay? And we see when the Unbreakable Vow goes around your arm, it is kind of like this white light of uh, almost like wire, like chicken wire type of thing, um, going around your arm, okay, and making like a sleeve. Now, what I think would happen is this white light would continue to appear and it would slowly grow on Snape's body, okay? 
So it would slowly start to grow on Snape's body. And um, during this time, you know, he would slowly look over to Harry. He would um, he would pull out, um, you know, uh, some type of bottle uh, with his other hand and grab a tear, okay, and uh, hold it out for Harry. Okay, Harry would take it as this white wire is continuing to grow onto his body, okay? And the wire gets all the way onto his body after Harry is sitting there looking at him. Um, Albus is running down the stairs to chase the Death Eaters. He doesn't have time to worry about Severus because he has to get down to make sure all the kids in the school are safe, okay? So Harry is there, and he's taking a tear, from his his face as he's looking at Harry and he gives it to him and then he says the exact same iconic thing you have your mother's eyes okay when he dies um and so then uh it it comes over his face and what we see is the white wiring that is now fully consuming him um begins to turn dark and as it turns dark a white glow comes over his eyes and his eyes then darken as well and his body falls over okay and his body is like his whole body is now dark because life has been squeezed out of him by those nets okay the the net of the um unbreakable vow curse that he put on him so he has now passed away, all right? Um, Dumbledore would be rushing down the stairs after the Death Eaters, okay? Moving past Snape dying. Dumbledore would rush down the stairs after the Death Eaters, who wouldn't be able to find the room of requirement again. You know, again, that room is something for people that are in need. You know, it, it's not necessarily given to people looking for it for bad intentions or whatever. It's, it's for students, like whatever. There's plenty of reasons that I think that they wouldn't be able to find the room of requirement again, okay? So they can't find it. They're running around school. Um, probably some students, you know, get hurt um, in, in the process, um, you know, and or killed. And uh, McGonagall would run into them, okay? McGonagall would um, be there. She would hear kids screaming or whatever, um, and she would appear, okay? Um, and she would get into a fight with Greyback. Um, she would kill him um, in, in a fight, and the other professors um, would, you know, take care of the other Death Eaters, okay? Maybe McGonagall doesn't kill Greyback. You know, maybe it's maybe it's something where it's, you know, she's, um, you know, she doesn't want to kill anyone, so maybe she just finds a way to subdue them. But regardless, they're taken care of, okay? Um, and then, uh, you know, Harry watched Snape die, so he would have his tears, okay? Just prefacing that real quick. Um, Dumbledore would go back to Harry after seeing the Death Eaters were, were killed, okay? He would go back to Harry, he would talk to him, um, console him as he's sitting there by Severus, you know, um, I think Dumbledore would mourn a bit for the loss of his friend Severus. Um, I think he would tell Harry the plan and not, not the full scope of the plan, but at least tell him that, you know, this is what we were planning to do. Severus was supposed to kill me tonight. He was supposed to kill me. It was the plan. It was to keep him in deep undercover with the Death Eaters um, and that that was the whole purpose of it, okay? 
So I think that that is what would really, you know, take place. They would both be kind of mourning and he would talk about it. Um, you know, and Harry would just be listening and, and just trying to comprehend all this. He'd be really overwhelmed. Um, so McGonagall and the other professors would come. They would take care of Snape's body and everything like that. Albus would go back to his chambers with Harry. Okay. So they go back and they use um, the device to, you know, um, acquire the memories and see the memories and things from Snape. So Snape, uh, through Snape's tears that Harry got. Again, just like just like what happened before, except earlier now. So Harry would then be brought into the fold, would be brought into the plan a lot quicker, okay, than he was before. And, you know, that that's a big change. That's a that's a big change dynamically. Um but, you know, Albus would instruct Harry the same way he did uh at the end when they were waiting for the train. You know, he would he would talk to him about, you know, Voldemort. He would talk to him about how you know, Voldemort's gone. He's, you know, there, there's a part of him that you you can't save and, and all those things. Because in the books they explain it a little bit more, but Harry's kind of going back and forth. He wants to try and save Voldemort in some way, shape, or form. And I think it's because, you know, there's a part of Voldemort in him, so he wants to try and make sure he can be saved. And so anyway... Uh, Dumbledore would be saying, you know, you can't save him. You know, essentially, he is too far gone. You cannot save him. And he would convince and push Harry to understand, hey, we we've really got to we've really got to kill him. You know. So I think that that's what would be going on after everything that happened. You know, Ron and Hermione would come in. They would be, you know, consoling with Harry after these memories. Harry would talk about how you know Snape was never the bad guy. He was always looking out for him. He would, he would, you know, try and paint, repaint the picture in Ron and Hermione's mind without giving away all the full details because he doesn't want to get them in harm's way and bring all them into this too. Okay. So, anyway, um, now moving past this, Dumbledore would find Draco in the school. Okay, he would forgive Draco, and he would sit Draco down, and he would talk to him. Um, because Draco, if you remember, he said, you know, I have to, I have to kill you. If I don't, he's going to kill me. And, you know, Harry mentioned later in the movies that, you know, Draco was lowering his wand. He wasn't going to do it. He wasn't going to kill Dumbledore. And I think Dumbledore would have seen that as well. He would have known and he would have sat down, talked with Draco. And I think this would have been a really touching moment. I think this would have been a really unique moment where we could have seen, you know, Draco didn't have, he didn't really have the bad intentions. Yes, he's a Slytherin. He has the same, um, you know, characteristics that typically come with a Slytherin. But we do get to see the difference of being in Slytherin and being an evil uh, witch or wizard, which I don't think we really got to see. I don't think we really got to see that in the films. You know, if you were a Slytherin, like every one of them were just jerks in the movies. You know, every one of them were just were just jerks when they were currently there. So I think that. This would be a really cool scene. I think it would be a really unique way to to hear and to hear Albus talk to him, you know, kind of in a therapeutic way, consoling him, helping him understand like, you know, yeah, you you want to be the best. You want to be better than others. You you want to be this, you want to be that, but you have so much pressure all the time. Your parents are pressuring you. You have to be the best or you're nothing. Here's the thing. All those things don't matter. And I think Albus would really help him understand what does matter. Friendship, 
memories, bonds that we create in this world, I think he would really have a touching moment with Draco to help him understand that and realize that and help Draco see what really has value out there. Because his parents have definitely shown him the wrong things to value, you know? So I think this would be a really touching moment. I think it would be awesome to kind of um, bring back and redeem the character of Draco Malfoy. Because even at the end of the, the series, when you see him at the train station with all the other adults, it's like, I don't want to see him happy. He's a he's a whiny little jerk. I hate him. Like, I don't, I don't feel any remorse or whatever for him. I don't feel bad for him in any way. So... This would be a good way to bring that all in and help people actually feel redeeming to him in a sense. So I think that would be a really cool um, opportunity for Draco. Okay, so moving on um, from Draco, uh, Dumbledore would obviously help and say he would protect him. Like, hey, I am here to protect you just like I'm protecting Harry. I will keep him from killing you. It's okay. And so, you know, obviously Draco you know, kind of weak at this point, really emotionally charged, um, you know, kind of drained emotionally from all of this, I think um, would accept it and understand, yeah, you can you can protect me. I need to put my faith in you and not the wrong people. So I think Draco would make that change. I think that'd be really cool to see. So um, Albus would visit the ministry um, to meet with um, Umbridge, okay? So he would, he would set up... Um, he would set himself up to go to the ministry and meet with Dolores Umbridge, okay, immediately. So at this point, you know, all the different news of the Death Eaters that died and all that stuff haven't, haven't really got out, but he would have an urgent meeting with Umbridge, and she would probably take it. You know, she was the headmaster of the school and things like that for a while, so I'm sure he could find some way to get her to meet with him. And during this meeting, he would use the Elder Wand, of course, and he would find a way to incapacitate her in, this, in some way, shape, or form um, and take the locket but replace it with a replica, okay? Because he had a replica. So, cool. He can just replace it with the replica that he had. So, I think he would use it, replace the replica, um, and then uh, he would have the locket, bring it back, um, and then I think what would happen is he would help Harry and help educate Harry. I think he would help educate Hermione and Ron at the same time because they're all kind of in this together. And I think he would have Draco involved too. And he would explain to them, hey, look, explain to them all because Harry knows some of this, but you know, here's what this is going on. There's Horcruxes. I know where they are. I know how to find them. Um, I have this information. I wouldn't have had time to give it to you. So this is great that I, I can help you more now. Okay. But here's what they do. Here's what they are. The Sword of Gryffindor can defeat them and here's the reason why and he would explain the basilisk venom he would explain all of that um so yeah i think i think that would be a really cool opportunity for him to kind of divulge everything to all of them so they're all on the same page and draco draco would be in on it as well okay so he would provide the sword of gryffindor to them okay because um obviously when we saw that it was willed to harry through dumbledore's death you know they didn't know where the sword was and, you know, it wasn't Dumbledore's to give and blah, blah, blah. But we do know that Dumbledore had the sword. You know, I mean, he, he had it in his office multiple times. That's where he kind of kept it from what we last saw. Um, and so I think that Dumbledore would have had it and been able to access it fairly easily. So anyway, Dumbledore would have given them the sword um, and allowed them to um, 
destroy it. Well, I mean, he, he probably would have just done it himself, but whatever. He was still hurt and still injured from the locket, okay? Um, and I think that he um, he found out too late um, about the locket, okay? And honestly, I, I feel like, and this wasn't explained in the movies, maybe it was in the book, but I feel like it would have made a lot of sense for Dumbledore to use the sword to destroy the ring. And when he did, he was holding it in his hand that got like cursed from destroying the locket. So that's the effect that it had on him. So he would probably end up, you know, um, or, or the ring, not the locket, but the ring. Um, so he destroyed the ring with the sword and that's what caused him to get the, the mark on his, on his hand. Okay. And I also think that the reason why it looks so dead, his, his hand looks so dead and stuff is because it was an item that was made by death when he destroyed the ring because he cracked the resurrection stone. So that's probably why that effect happened to him. But anyway, he would use the sword. He would, he would destroy, um, the locket. And then, you know, he would, he would end up confronting whatever vision popped up in his place. Um, so then, um, as the Horcruxes are destroyed, Voldemort would get more anxious. Okay. And he wouldn't be willing to wait around to figure out how to get the elder wand. Okay, because his plan backfired. He couldn't do anything, but he's feeling these Horcruxes die. And as they're dying, he's freaking out. So Dumbledore would have um, saved a hair from Bellatrix when she died because he knew they would have to get into Gringotts into her vault. So they would use the Polyjuice. He would help in aiding them. So I don't think it would be as much of a catastrophe. I think he would know a little bit better ways to do things. So they would get into Gringotts. They'd get the, the, um, the cup. And um, I think that they would destroy the cup fairly easily compared to what they did before. Um, I think Dumbledore would already know where the dieta is. Okay. I think he would already know in the castle because it's Dumbledore. I mean, who's not going to know something about Hogwarts? I mean, Dumbledore knows all of it. So I think he would know where the dieta is. I think he would know it's in the room requirement. I think he would go and, and help. And I think they would find it a lot quicker. Okay. So Voldemort would, after feeling all these Horcruxes like dying left and right, um, you know, over the span of, you know, probably a, a month or two, um, he would attack the school in desperation to kill Dumbledore. Okay, so he would attack the school in desperation to kill Dumbledore, and you know, essentially, we would see the same battle ensue in a way. Um, but uh, Hogwarts defenses would hold much stronger. Okay, because uh, Albus, Albus with the Elder Wand would be able to enhance its defenses so much more. Um, in that sense. So I think that would be a really cool thing to see his, his, um, defenses hold up stronger. Um, I don't think Fred would die, which I think that would be great because nobody wanted to see Fred die and I think it sucked. So Fred and George would both be fine. Um, in this situation, less people would die. Um, you know, so I, I think, you know, you, you wouldn't have as many people die that were beloved characters that we didn't want to see die, which I think everybody would love. So anyway, um, Dumbledore, at one point of the, the battle, would set up Harry to be killed by Voldemort in a battle. Okay, I think he would have prepped Harry a bit for this. I think he would have theorized that Harry wouldn't fully die. Okay, I think he would have a choice of what he wanted to do. I think he would have told him that, just like at the train station. So Harry would die. Um, and then Voldemort would fight with Dumbledore. Okay, so they're in this big epic fight. 
you know, which I loved the fight that we saw before in the Ministry of Magic, where you know you've got the glass going everywhere, and he's uh, you know Voldemort's in a water orb, and the glass turns into sand. Like I love it. It was such a cool fight scene. I would love to see more of that uh, type of magic fight back and forth between the two. Um, and so then, as they're fighting, Harry would come back to life, okay, and Nagini would go after Harry because she'd be sitting there. She would see him start to come back to life. She would go after him. Well, here's the kicker, okay? Dumbledore didn't have the Sword of Gryffindor at this time. Who had the Sword of Gryffindor? Well, he would probably give it to Harry and say, we need to use this to kill Nagini. We have to kill the snake. I think Harry would then, over this time, have come to terms with Draco. I think he would have given the sword to Draco. So Draco now has the sword, and when Nagini starts to come over to kill Harry, she goes to strike at him, and Draco, using the sword of Gryffindor, would kill Nagini. Okay, How redeeming is this? How redeeming is that? How awesome is it to take a kid who, yeah, he was a jerk, he was an, he was a he was a butthole like nobody liked this kid because he was cocky he was all over the place you know whatever and here's the thing when people get older when people realize they're going for the wrong things they make mistakes what happens in real life they they don't have a chance for redemption they've made too many mistakes they're too far gone and most of the time they stay angry because they don't have someone to help them understand how to get back on track draco had the ability to get back on track through dumbledore's mentorship I think this would have been a great way to bring him into a good light and have him kill Nagini to save Harry, okay? And then I think Voldemort would be weakened even more because the snake is dead. Um, I think Dumbledore would disarm him. And I think Voldemort would then, as we saw again, would die. And I think here's the thing that puzzles me about the about the Horcruxes and all that stuff, and this is the thing that I'm, I will continue to harp on until somebody gives me full actual evidence as to prove me wrong, instead of just, oh, well, it's this. Okay, well, why? Give me an actual reason why instead of just saying this is how it is. Horcruxes were made because he killed people. Okay, so he split his soul. Well, he had a part of his soul. It rebounded the night that he killed Lily Potter, or he tried to kill Harry. It rebounded and killed his soul. Okay, so his living soul at that time died. But his, he was able to live on, okay? He was able to live on because the Horcruxes were still out there and the one in Harry. So here's the thing. When he was resurrected, he was living basically without a soul at that time. He didn't have a soul in him because, I mean, he would have to take that soul from a Horcrux and that Horcrux now is not a Horcrux anymore, okay? So... That's just how it would work. I mean, you can't tell me it would work another way. That doesn't make sense. So the Horcruxes were all still maintaining a part of his soul, so he didn't have a soul when he came back. So during all these fights and things, he doesn't have a soul. So when the last piece of his soul is destroyed and killed in Nagini, then Voldemort would cease to exist in the physical world. Okay? Just like, and that's what I believe happened in the movies. That's what I think makes the most sense. That's something that I think they should they should ultimately fix. And they wouldn't have to do anything. They would just have to say, hey, this is how it is. Um, because the movie looks like that's how it happens anyway. So anyway, wrapping all this up, um, I think a lot less deaths would have happened. I think he would have had um, a really cool touching moment with Draco to kind of redeem himself. You wouldn't see Fred die. You wouldn't see, um, you know, 
uh, Lupin and um, and I can't think of her name right now. Don't kill me. I can't think of her name right now. Um, but his um, his wife. Um, I think that they wouldn't die. Like I just, I just think we would have been able to save a lot of great characters that we didn't want to see die. And I think that um, this would have been a really cool, interesting way to both redeem Draco, uh, making him a hero at the end with um, Harry and Dumbledore. Um, and we would have got to see Dumbledore have another great, awesome fight scene. So this was my take on it. Um, appreciate you guys uh, taking your time. Again, Aurora gave me a lot of these ideas. Um, and... You know, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think. We have the Facebook page and things below. Um, we have email for you guys to contact us. Let us know what you think. Um, we'll do some more what-if scenarios. What is, an, what is a what-if that you'd like to hear about? What is a scenario that you would like to hear? Um, and let us know how you how you think about this one, what you think um, from our stage that we set with what if Snape killed, uh, couldn't kill uh, Dumbledore. So really, again, thank you guys. Appreciate your time. Like, share, subscribe. Um, get this out there so other people can enjoy the content, hopefully, as well. And, um, yeah, I'll let you guys go. So um, have a great one.